When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? So the last time the Dodgers gave out a replica ring, I was not able to grab one because, you know, I work a little late. And uh, by the time that they give those things out, I'm not able to make it. But I'm going to try to go on August 23rd because they will be giving out replica World Series championship rings again. But here's the cool part. I'm I'm actually really cool. This is really cool. You won't know which ring you get. So they're going to randomize the year. So they're going to have a bunch of, like, years that could be 1955, 59, 63, 65, 81, 88, or 2000. The only reason I'm really digging this because I was born in 1988. Right. So there's a possibility there's you get one. There's a slight chance yeah. that I can get the 1988 ring, and I think that's pretty cool. If you don't get the 1988 ring, you stand up in the section around you and you go, Yo! <laughs> Yo, I got a 2,000 ring. Who got an 88 ring? I'll trade you the 88 for the 2,000 right now. You'll trade it in two seconds. That's true. I I mean, I would either want the 88 or 2,000. The other ones, I mean, I'm not saying they're not great, but, you know, those have more meaning to me. Now, do those those games, do you have to have the special ticket for the ring, or can everybody get the ring? No, no. These are more of you have to be probably the first X amount of people to be to get it. Mm -hmm. I know it's a big thing with you, Cap, about the whether you need the ticket or not. But they usually specialize, like specifically say, "Hey, you need a ticket. Get by the package." You you know, like a promotional item is like, "Hey, first twenty five thousand people." No, we talked about this before, but you turned out you weren't on the special list, so you didn't get the gift anyway. No, I didn't have the special ticket. It wasn't me; it was Lindsay. She didn't have the special ticket. I was really pissed for her because I think she wanted that hat thing. Well, I did want it, but then uh, there was a lot of people that were carrying around or wearing it because they did have the special ticket. And I was like, yeah, it's a winter hat. When am I going to use it out here? I could take it or leave it. Wasn't it a Star Wars thing? Yeah, it was like a Baby Yoda Dodgers beanie. And then thing. tonight is the Otani Star Star Wars night, right? Oh, yeah, that is cool. The Otani Juan Kenobi bobblehead. I'd like to have one of those. You guys didn't watch Kenobi last night. I definitely I watched not. both episodes. Oh, I, I got to watch that. I yeah. watch, Well, first of all, O'Shea's in it, right? So I got to watch it. Just you know who else that. is in it? Flea yeah. is in it. No way, really? really? Yeah, Flea, Flea's in that bad boy, and he, play, he shows up looking real scary. It's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. I spent about 45 minutes with Flea this morning, as a matter of fact. I'm sorry, But you're what? not going to watch Obi-Wan. What did you listen to? Yeah. Californication? I was, um, I was actually with, uh, I, was, I was on Peloton this morning, and I was taking a Red Hot Chili Peppers class. Yes, oh, okay. you, you nailed me, Clinton. Okay. You nailed me. Nice. Nice. All right, I was close. I was close. But apparently, I said 2000. My bad, people. It was 2020. Oh. I apologize. Yeah, no, no, no. We know who it was. Yeah. None of us even caught it. <laughs> right. Well, people will call you out, Cam, real quick. Yeah. Speaking of being called out, by the way, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, did you see Kent Bazemore called himself out? That was the story. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! Yes. This is great. So basically, um, he was getting dragged because you know he took the uh, a lesser contract with the Lakers because he felt like he had a better chance of winning. Yeah, a you can go full sleeve. Well, break it down. Let's go. Let's go with the roster chalk talk at the time because like it was quite an interesting move. You know, right? Right. It was when the Lakers were forming this team. 
Ken Bazemore was on there. He could have had more years, more guaranteed money, had he just stuck with the Warriors, but he didn't feel like they were capable of winning a championship or had as good a chance as the Lakers of winning a championship. And then Ken Bazemore went on to Twitter and basically, I'm trying to, I'm I'm looking up the exact tweet that he had. Uh, But just think about that. He wrote, congrats to my homies, as in the Warriors, but I'm sick, bruh, with a bunch of emojis (laughs) that are just like sticking his tongue out, (laughs) eyes all twisted. Right. Let me get this straight. I can get more years and more money from the Warriors, or I can get fewer years and less money to go to the Lakers, but I think that the Lakers are closer to a championship than the Warriors, and now the Warriors are going to the finals, and Bazemore's been sitting around for the last six weeks. Yeah. A lot of people thought that, too, though. He wasn't completely out of pocket with that thought. just didn't work out at all because, well, let's just say the organizations are in different places. They are in different places. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, it is uh, It is definitely a time of reflection, let's call it, with the Lakers. That's probably a good way to describe yes. it. Reflection. Yeah, because, again, cause, you, know, you, go back, you go back to that interview you did last night and you hear a guy like Clay Thompson kind of going down the list of every person that's a part of it and – and is important to who they are, and getting him back, and getting Steph fully healthy, and I mean everybody came back, and because everybody's healthy, they became the Warriors again. A little bit. And by I, the way, you know what also made it cool? Now that I listened to, when we listened back to that, mm-hmm. was the music that they play at the end of the game was playing and blaring the way in like in the pauses of clay being emotional yeah, i actually felt yeah. like the music played a, a, an interesting role i didn't want to start singing in the middle of the drop but i was like oh wow this is coming in loud and clear like every single place george has been since i've been filling in since you've been on the road has just had tremendous pa quality music <laughs> all over the shop it's yeah. been fantastic yeah love it yeah when you were calling in you weren't just calling in on your phone right like you were actually dialing in I was on the Comrex app. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so See, you were that's on the, so much on better. the line. Yeah, yeah great worked audio. Out well. Worked out well. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, it, the only thing about that is you got to be, you know, leery of, like, wacky Wi-Fi, basically. Yeah. You know? so, well, so. Look, can I say something quickly about the Warriors, too, George, that I want to get your thoughts on, which is, yeah. from an organization standpoint, the one team I had trust in to legitimately rebuild after a guy walks away in a KD, a guy gets injured in a clay and Steph's the only guy kind of hanging around. Draymond's obviously there. But the one team I trusted to be able to put it back together relatively quickly without totally messing with the culture of their organization was the Warriors. This is not some entirely surprising situation for me in terms of the overall team managing to get back to the level. Are they going to be the 73-win team in terms of electricity and record-breaking? No. But Kerr and that whole team, like, I, I – I figured once they got their guys, they're going to be a problem. And now they got their guys, and they're absolutely a problem. Right. Well, and, and they've done a good job. You know, Cappy and I were talking about this the other day. They've done a good job, CY, of really supplementing the roster. And Steph told me about, like, having to have patience, not mm-hmm. only because of the injury stuff that they were dealing with, but the young guys, basically, that they've supplanted on that roster, you know? Yeah. And oh. they held on because everybody knew Clay was hurt the first year. And like, okay, well, he'll get better next year. And then he wasn't again. And like, well, he'll be better the next year, and then he was right because he got hurt again. Yeah, right. yeah. And, yeah. And so, and they held on to the two of the three pieces. Not that Steph was going anywhere, but Draymond was still still playing, and and Steve Kerr. You know, he never left. It was, he, he never went. You know what? It was a great run. It's over now. I'm out. I'm going to resign. Or the organization never said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe it's time for a new message." I mean, the the core guys stayed together, waited for Clay to get back, and once he was back. 
I mean, George, you're around it. I'm just watching it on TV. But the the Warrior Magic seemed to be back. And I call yeah. it magic. I mean, I'm just saying that, that the aura of their team seemed back. You were part of it. I wasn't. But I'm. do you feel that way? Yeah. And, and, and even though they weren't at Oracle, like it was like that place had real energy to it um, when they played there, at least in the series I was there. Yeah, you know? it's a totally so, different environment now. But yeah, right. It's way more white collar. You know what I mean? Like it's tech magnets. You know what I mean? It's not the rowdy fans of Oakland, um, but it still was pretty damn loud in there. Like, it, you know, I don't it'll it'll never be Oracle, um, but it was it was pretty damn loud. I would say like I was impressed with the crowd and the environment at the game. Um, and, and I didn't know what to expect because I expected, oh, yeah, this is just going to be like a bunch of rich people. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to get into it. Tech I mean, that is why they moved. I mean, right? I mean, they moved from Oakland across into the city. Well, they were originally in San Francisco as well. Let's right. not forget that. Yeah. But I'm saying like in the yeah. last, you know, whenever they moved here in the last couple yeah. of years, yeah. I mean, that, that building, Oracle, versus yeah. the new building that they play in now. Interestingly, yeah. by the way, they moved into the city to get to where the money is. And yet the 49ers who were in the city had to move, you know, like an hour down the road. Well, football is also harder because, you know, it just you need more space. You know what I mean? Like, in, you know, inside San Francisco, there's only so much space. You know what I mean? Like, there, you're going to I mean, it, you're going to have to spend a lot of money. You right, know? So right. there's a lot of rural football stadiums, you know, in yeah. like outside of cities. But, but the Niners organization, they were just like, we got to get out of here. You know, it's like yeah. this is where we're like in the middle. Now, if we go down there, we're going to be where Silicon Valley is. And yeah. That's where they went. They went to chase the money too. Now, it, the interesting thing about the Warriors is that there was a, a you know, our guy Pat Bev apparently made a comment on uh, get up this. I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning about how Steph's. I guess it was this morning about how like Steph and LeBron's legacy is not as as far apart as you'd think. And look, I guess there are people that could, you can make that claim in certain aspects of it from like a team perspective. But Brian Windhorst, I thought, had, like, the best line uh, of all. I don't know if people heard this. But do we have that, Laura? Like, I know – I think Lindsay sent it earlier, right? We have the, the, the Brian Windhorst sound? Yes? I'd like to hear yeah, it because I haven't let heard it. Yeah, let me Imagining if LeBron was here right now and had a glass of wine in him hearing this conversation, the things that he would say would be unbelievable. I mean – on one hand, I have to say, if Steph Curry wins the finals in the MVP, when you talk about a guy with four rings, two MVPs, and a finals MVP, you're talking about the uber elite in the history of the game. You're talking about Jordan, LeBron, Russell, stuff like that. Like, Steph would be one of, like, five guys who's ever done that. But LeBron James would laugh at the concept that they're being compared like this because he would compare... No, we're not comparing them. We're not comparing We're not comparing Don't take our word. We we're, 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 we're not comparing a player. Bro, legacy yeah. Twitter is out of control. What was the line? What do you mean, what was the line? What was the line that you liked so much from Wayne? That Brian said he'd be laughing at <laughs> yeah. the, the oh. fact that he, you know, that he would... And basically, he was saying that if he was on a couple glasses of wine, he'd probably be cursing up a storm. Like, mm. I can't believe you believe being mother to believe any bleeps <laughs> talking about me and Steph Curry. There's a little bit of a dry snitch element to that from Wendy, but that's fine. I mean, There is, exactly but he's right. absolutely 1,000% <laughs> right because... It, People got really mad one time when Cappy and I talked about this, like at the beginning of the season, that those two are frenemies. They're not friends, okay? I could see and, that. And they are they are frenemies. Okay. They you could talk about the all star game and all if there's one guy I'd want to play with it's Steph Curry. But when it comes to the comparison between the two, dude, that twenty sixteen finals, okay, 
when LeBron blocked Steph in that game and gave him that snarl, okay, like that that was the real LeBron James and how he feels about Steph Curry. Blocked and by I don't James. think that's ever changed. Still my favorite Mike Breen call, sorry. I just every time I think about that I say that. <laughs> yeah. Just come I out. mean that that's that's the reality of it. So I'm with Brian. Like I know that that's the case. Um and he's right. Look, I did I did the stat during the game yesterday that Steph Curry will become uh one of six players to have gone to six finals, averaging 25 points or more in his postseason career, and it's Jordan and Kobe and LeBron and Russell and Wilt are the other five. You know what I mean? So it's like it is rarefied air, but and but you could see why Patrick Beverly got a little testy at the end. He's like, well, well I'm not comparing about uh, comparing them as players, but you kind of are when you're saying their legacies are. I, I don't know though, George, because I think the legacy of what Steph is is not just about himself. First of all, he's the only guy that's ever won a unanimous MVP. Sidebar: That's an right. important stat in all of this. Just in terms, although of, LeBron, LeBron should have won I, one. I get if that. Gary Washburn, who I like uh, of the Boston Globe, would not have randomly voted for Carmelo I, Anthony. I, I get that, but what I'm saying is that, like, I think what the argument there is is that, like. Yo, basketball's not basketball like it is right now without LeBron. I think a lot of people view LeBron Or as, Steph. Well, I agree with that. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying without Steph. Excuse me. Right. What I'm saying is yeah. that I think people view LeBron as kind of he was going to take over at any era, any sport, any time, whatever, whatever. And I, it's very unfair to LeBron. But I think a lot of people view Steph as like the accessible star. And I think yes. that that changes a lot oh, no, he's, he's about likeable what people think he, about him. He, yeah. Because there's plenty more 6'3", six, 6'4", six, dudes um, yeah. in the world than 6'8", Adonis's. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, but in the, moment, in the moment right now, a couple things, which is LeBron, people would tell you, is trending downward. Whereas Steph could still theoretically be trending upward, and Steph no. is now proving to you that he's been able to do it pre-KD, with KD, and post-KD. They haven't well, won it not yet. He's got to win this one. Steph. But I'll say you this one more saying. thing, This George. is why the conversation yeah. is happening. Quickly, though. But I think also Steph never really went through a period of hateability, at least not in yes. my opinion. And that's a large part uh, about uh, this. Other than to Lindsay and the Cleveland folk. Well, yeah, but I mean, in terms of, I mean, yeah. Cleveland folk were hating on LeBron himself when he left. So, like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, there weren't, there's not multiple constituencies that have a problem <laughs> wait, with LeBron. For, I mean, for, with Steph, for reasons I, other I, than I, just basketball. I want you to laugh. I, I want to know if you're going to have the same reaction I did when Lindsay said this to me. So, Lindsay, tell him the moment that you that you really hated Steph. When he threw his mouth guard into the crowd. So unsanitary. You know, it's funny you guys are saying that because um, when I still listen to the Cleveland shows and they were saying the same thing this morning, like, yeah, whatever. We don't care. The Warriors advance. But but Steph and Draymond both have a like a place in all the Cleveland sports fans hearts for like, oh, they just hate them so much. Oh, I get it. I they caused you misery. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you, Clint. I think he's very likable. He's never why do you been think? Why do you think Laker fans hate Boston because they they ran them so many times? You Bleep know? Boston. Right. Exactly. Bleep Boston. Go. All right. We got to take a break. We got Radio Tinder coming up. We're going to take you up. Hopefully, the Heat can bleep Boston one more time and at least extend the series. Although it looks doubtful at the moment because they're just a mash unit. But we'll see. We'll take you up to that game coming up here in just a moment. Radio Tinder in between. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I start with uh, James Worthy, of course, NBA Hall of Famer. Big game, James. Not everybody. He does not like what he's seeing from the game today. So oh. Worthy spoke with the Stoney and Jansen show on ninety-seven point one, the ticket in Detroit, and he voiced his frustrations with modern pro basketball, saying that the rush of players spending less time in college is just hurting the sport. Here is exactly what he said. I think because of the rush of guys not going to college. I mean, Kareem had four years with John Wooden. Michael Jordan and I had three years with Dean Smith. You know, Isaiah had some years with Bobby Knight. So you learn the fundamentals. Not only that, you learn how to live. You learn how to balance your freaking checkbook in college. So when you don't get that, guys are coming to the NBA. They're not fundamentally sound. You know, so all they do is practice threes, lift weights, get tattoos, and tweet and go on social media. That's it. So um, you don't have that sound player. You have an athletic player. And that's what's happening to the game. So uh, do you agree at all with what James Worthy said? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I would uh, swipe left. I would disagree. I think that actually when you look at it, and I know some people will push back on this, I actually think that the specialization of sports, while I don't love it, um, has actually created um, more sophisticated versions of every sport, football, basketball, hockey, baseball, you name it. So while I, I think that, James doesn't like necessarily perhaps the uh, personalities of the young men for the most part uh, coming in and, and that he doesn't believe they have fundamentals. I also think the game has changed from when he played. There's not a lot of post play, so there's no need for certain aspects of the quote unquote fundamentals than there were even just 10 years ago, let alone 30 or 40 years ago. I'm going to swipe right. Only because I just love the old guy routine. I just love it. I, mean, <laughs> I, knew, I knew this is coming. It's, it's so funny, right? Like, look at these young kids, these whippersnappers out there today. These guys with their tattoos and their tweeting and their social media and their three-point shots and their weightlifting. It wasn't like that in my day. So I just think it's funny that that's how James sees modern-day ballplayers. Uh, I'm going to swipe left, but I'm going to say this, which is that I'd like to go outside, outside of L.A. Live, and after the next – Laker game that's coming up next season. I'd like to buy some James Worthy lawn chairs so that I can sit on my lawn and tell people to get off of it while I sit in a 
custom-made, worthy lawn chair. I mean, I think his take makes sense for his generation of player. But when you start getting into balancing checkbooks, I'm like, my dude, that's not a thing anybody does anymore. No, Bobby you know Knight taught that, dude. Don't like, you know? It just, it's, it's not that his point is off. It just sounded so dated from a delivery standpoint. You yeah. know what I'm saying, George? I, I like the lawn chair idea, yeah, Clinton. Yeah. I got to yeah. have them. Worthy I, lawn chair. I agree. Yeah, what Listen, a great I, name. Lo- I love big game James on uh, those post games as oh, we talked Spectrum? about. He's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's must-watch television every time he's on there, particularly after a loss. Right. Um, but, yeah, that very much sounds like, get off my lawn. Yeah. Probably got a I great like lawn, too. I like it. Old guy. Oh, sure Old guy does. routine. I like it. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. So Ellen DeGeneres signed off from her daytime talk show, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, for the last time yesterday after 19 seasons. Jennifer Aniston, of course, Cap's uh, celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. She was the show's first ever guest, and she was the last celebrity to join the show alongside performers Pink and Billie Eilish. Wow. Of course, Ellen thanked her crew, and then she had an emotional final message for her viewers, thanking them for allowing her to be herself. Um, and I guess I just wanted to ask you guys, considering how things ended pretty badly for Ellen, do you think this is the last we're really going to see of her? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe left and say no. I don't think it's the last we'll see of her. Um, Listen, I don't really know about all the controversy. Sometimes I put blinders on, especially when it's with people that I like. I like Ellen. Wow, what a run, by the way. 19 years to have a daytime talk show? I don't know about the rest of you guys. I haven't seen it in about 18 years. But I just like her. I like the way she jammed out and danced. I thought she's funny. I always liked her as a stand-up comic. So I don't think this is the last we've seen of Ellen. Um, I will also, um, swipe right. I don't, or that's is a it left. swipe right if that, I believe that. Would be that... left. Yeah, I think. Oh, okay. So left. I'm swiping left then because I do believe she'll be back. Um, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think like it's the last we'll ever see of her <laughs> that's on like television or on screen somewhere. So but yeah. But I mean, you I... think like, there's a lot of people that think that she was effectively like canceled and they just kind of. I mean, was her... she though? I mean, she was, that controversy was like two years ago Right, now. she went on. Like, yeah, so, but they were like, well, she's going to finish out her contract and then we're running a replacement. And that's going to be that. Yeah, right. I mean, but her is like right away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with Cap there. I yeah. don't think she was canceled. I think that people listen, some people who are really good at what they do are tough to work with. I mean, you know, present company, present company included here is what I would say. Wow. Look at that. All right. I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to say for one simple reason. And people ask me this all the time and say, oh, Whatever happened to that person? I said, you know what they're doing? They're at home counting their money. Yeah. Ellen yeah. is mega rich, bro. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. have to see any of us idiots for the rest of her life. Right and now. I certainly wouldn't if I didn't have to either. You know what I mean? If I had Ellen money, oh, you know what I mean? Come on. I think she, I, I mean, I, I, at least she's done everything there is to do. You know see, what I'm saying? Why bother? See, see why I would, if I, I always said, like, if I was, if I ever won one of those, like, crazy Powerballs or something sure. like that. I would still work not as hard as I work now, <laughs> but I would still do some work. Uh-oh. Like I Uh-oh, would probably, I would probably, st- I know. probably yeah, he- still want to do games, and I would just, and that way I'd go to dinner with Kevin Harlan all the time, and just <laughs> right. be like, remember right. Cappy? Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Uh, hey, Cappy? look, I'm with you though, Clinton. She could just sit at home and count her money. But here's what I think she does. You ready? I think ultimately she shows up with a residency in Vegas. That could be. I don't know that that's. That's tough, though. What is she going to do? Stand up? Yeah, she'll do stand up every night. Whew, that's a tough gig at that age. Hey, we She's have breaking news. We do? Agent Wojnarowski is reporting that the Lakers have hired Darvin Ham. Oh, very All well. Right. All right. 
Well, that stands to reason, by the way, if the reporting is true, and why would we not take it as true? Woke because line. of all the stuff you've heard in the last couple of days about how LeBron really doesn't have a thing for Doc Rivers, and he sort of has given his blessing to Darvin Ham. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I think when we talked about this last, like, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, LeBron would have liked Doc, but again, compensation. I'm guessing LeBron would have liked Nick Nurse when those rumors were out there, but again, compensation. And of the candidates they didn't have to give up compensation for, um, you know, there was talk about Mark Jackson. That wasn't going to happen. And and of the finalists, Darvin Ham was, was one of the guys, to my knowledge, that he was – he was he was okay with being the head coach of the team. I think there's also just an element here of who's going to be the guy in LeBron's final go round here, and it was just going to be too heavy of a lift to get somebody with a name like a Doc, a name even like a Nick Nurse. Now I know Terry Stotts isn't quite on that list, but you think about Darvin Ham, young brother who's been around as an assistant for a while. This was an easy pick to me, just in terms of what was going to work with the system. You've got so many other things to figure out. If you've got a separate ego battle. With your head coach coming into this, it was never going to work. I think this was a smart pick. Yep, because now LeBron can sit here and work with him and go, Coach, look, you're getting your big shot here, and I'm, I'm kind of in the last few years of my deal. Uh, now, I don't mean my contract. I just mean my, my career. Um, here's what I think we should be doing. Now, coach it, and I will tell everybody in the locker room, listen to what he says, and that could all of a sudden turn into a real partnership. Well, and LeBron has always, um, even though he has respect for Spolstra, he's always – like guy like gravitated to the former players Correct. even on those staffs. It's why Jawan Howard was a guy who I thought could be the coach here because of LeBron's level of respect for him. Um just as someone who was also uh not not only um you know a player but, but Jawan was an all-star yeah, caliber exactly. player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and, and you know obviously the Fab 5, right? Like he was, you know, he resonates in a different way. Darvin Ham, people like who knew him as a player knew he was a rough and tumble guy right like in the like he was the enforcer on a lot of those teams he was a guy who had mad hops he could dunk uh, your and, face off yeah right could finish right and just yam it in your face um he was a tough dude um so i i and he has been an assistant for years that we've heard is the guy who's going to become a head coach next and it's finally here it, it's like i i think that for him i'm very happy uh hopefully they can figure out the roster situation to allow him to be able to implement what he thinks is best for this franchise moving forward. Yeah. Based yeah. on who they were interviewing, I would say they got the right guy. Me too. It's good to I, hang I out like with... the hire. Yeah, I like the hire. It's good to hang out with you guys today. Dude, it was yeah. great to Happy have Friday. you. Thanks for hanging out all week, man, while George was working it. No doubt. Thanks for doing, uh, doing great work with us, man. Absolutely. Friday's my favorite day of the week. Excellent stuff, CY. Thank you again, as Cappy said, for hanging out. Cappy, great job. Uh, I'll say Peace out. Uh, uh, well, let's text Harlan after the show. Let's okay, you got it. I'm going to uh, get his group text going right now. And yeah, Steve exactly. Kerr. Linz and Laura, great job as well. We will talk to you on Monday and Lunes. Have a great – oh, no, Tuesday, Memorial Day. Uh, have a great w- long weekend. Uh, game number six of the Eastern Conference Finals is next.